It's time to gather together. Hi there, I'm Yelta, and I'll be buying the first round where we chat about Final Fantasy XIV. This is episode 177. Pull up a chair and join us. On the menu tonight, patch 5.08 is coming. Square Enix supports Warriors of in the Darkness in partnership with Gary Sneeze Foundation. Duty commenced episode 32 is now archived and available. New optional items and Mega Mog Station Sale. We read parts... Part 1 of The Tales from the Shadows, Live Letter, Part 53, Digest is released, an interview with Nokodi Yoshida and Minari Oda from RPG Site, some reminders, developers, blog, and tractor, and we've got some feedback on if you are the problem player. But first, let's shoot the shit. What has been going on this week? Hi there, Ruby. What's up, Yalta? How are you? I am good. How are you? I'm great. It's been a good week. Final Fantasy XIV is fun. Uh, I've been playing a lot. I think really what kind of gets my blood flowing, I think, is that we've been doing Savage. I think if you followed us for some time, you'll know that we get more bitchy when we're not progressing in something or doing something I believe we feel is meaningful. I don't know if you'll agree with that, Yelta. I think you will. Uh, ca- capping tomes every week is not enough to really keep me engaged it it may be for some but it's not for me i feel like i have to do more and you know if you're getting into the 460s of your of your gear what are you what are you using it for just to do experts no we need to progress on something so uh we've been doing savage and i think it's made my mood better um it's fun to do stuff so everything I feel like I've been doing has been, you know, how can I progress and get better so I can do better in Savage? Now, that being said, I had a busy week. I moved. Uh, we moved apartments because we needed more space. We have a child. And we have that more space now, but it took me two and a half days <laughs> to get everything moved over. You know, there's all that packing that's ahead of time. So last week was kind of a scramble for me to cap tomes. Boy, howdy, this week definitely was. Because I had to I had to pack. We had movers. We moved from a, a third-floor apartment to a second-floor apartment. So we, we got movers because there's no way in hell I'm moving all that furniture from third floor to a second floor. So we did all that. But there's still, you know, like you got odds and ends, electronics, up and down, up and down, up and down. I was wore out, and so over the course of like two days, and and uh, and then like a final day of uh, just setting stuff up in the apartment, uh, wore out. So I had to squeeze in capping tomes in the midst of that. Thankfully, on Tuesday, not yesterday Tuesday, but the previous, I ran an expert. I think right after, so I was ahead just a little bit, but I needed like. I don't know, like six dungeons or something just to uh, to get close to cap. So uh, I had to put the pedal to the metal, and I got it knocked out. And the whole reason is I needed to get my weapon. I needed to buy a book. So managed to knock that out. I got my uh, seven what's-its-doodles and thousand tomes. <laughs> Bought my weapon. Um, got all my Eden done. Um, didn't have any tomes to buy anything else, but I think... As we clear uh, E1S week after week, uh, next week I'll have six pages. 
Oh, um, nice. According to our uh, little chart, our Suicide Kings, um, I should get one of the coffers, fingers crossed for earrings, and then um, I'll buy a belt and um, I'll have enough tomes for shoes. So I'll have a huge jump just in time for us to clear E2S. <laughs> yes, we are doing E2S and we're progging it and it's feeling great. We we saw Quietus. Um, Yelton and I were just talking before we recorded here about you know the timing of heels and not knowing what to what to expect next. You watch a video, right? But it's all just kind of jumbled up in your head, and you're like, "Oh shit, that thing's we're already at that phase." So um, it's just getting a feel for the fight. But we saw basically all the way through in Rage. Um, we've just got to uh, do the dance. Without deaths, keep the DPS up the whole time, and um, just know when the big bursty heal moments are. I felt good about the flare, the double flare thing. Mm-hmm. I felt like we picked we up had on a- that. I mean, I got us all murdered because I didn't know it was going to hurt that bad. And but and and for how many hours have we actually put into there? We haven't put in. Oh God, maybe three. It hasn't even been like three hours, right? Because we've, yeah. we've only been raiding one night a week. I don't know. Yeah, I think honestly, I think it's impressive for only raiding one night a week, especially because we were wiping for whatever reason on E1S I don't know what was last going night. On we did like there. six wipes, um, <laughs> and we we then we didn't even do a full lockout of E2S. We um, I think we we cut out right at 11 p.m., so we maybe did th- three fourths of a lockout. So without even a full lockout, um, I think we've got about two lockouts before we um, we have it down. I think I was telling Yelta. I think if we had uh, a bit of luck on our side next week, and everybody had like this God moment mm-hmm. where they're just playing on their A game, um, I think we could clear next week. But I'm not going to get my hopes uh, up. Well, we've historically had where we've done really well and everything, and then we shit the bed for two weeks. Yeah, we'll see ten percent <laughs> next week, and then we won't even get past thirty percent any other attempt after that. But that's okay. I've, I've come to expect it. This is not my first rodeo, especially with the breast set. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm part of the problem. Must am, be. I've been here the whole time. Oh, I, I am not a master of raiding, but I am really glad we're doing it again. I'm glad this game is dumb enough that it allows someone like me to be able to raid. I You, you won't catch me in WoW Classic. I know somebody in this podcast, not me, that is uh, classically WoW. Thanks for currently. throwing me under the bus. It's okay. I'll get. I'll, I'll expect my hate mail. What are you? Are you horde or alliance? Alliance. I I usually okay. also run horde characters, but career what are you is playing a, with me. What are What are you playing as? Uh, uh the character I'm. I think What's I your race? A human. I got a human. Okay. And then I got a gnome. I have to have a gnome because you're little yeah. and adorable. I have a gnome. I think warlock. I think I made a dwarf hunter, and an elven. What are they? Druid. I like humans, okay. so yeah. I just mess- been messing about so far. I haven't really decided if I'm what I'm gonna main. I've got one character. I'm only running with my sister. I'm doing a priest, and she's doing whatever has a sword. I can't remember the name. It's a tank. <laughs> I'm so dumb and wow. Uh, but uh, I, 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 pl- I like I played a priest before. Did a little raiding back in the day, but not tons. But I started playing. Right after the Burning Crusade dropped, I think, because I was in a beta test for the Lich King and I'd already been playing for a while. 
So it's interesting. Wow. It's interesting to see this, the old game that I never really played. That's cool. Well, go ahead. Tell us what you did this past oh, week. Uh, I mean, not just WoW stuff. But. I, I downloaded WoW. No. Uh, I kind of did the bare minimum this week. I... I uh I like I like we raided on Tuesday last week. We recorded the podcast. I pretty much didn't play and then suddenly on Sunday I'm like I got a cap cuz I need my weapon for a raid night. So I I did cap. I did run my uh E4 normal and then on Tuesday I bought all my tokens and then I never got around I didn't get on t- in time to go buy my weapon. So next week I'll have my weapon. Uh I did get I did get a coffer from E1S. So that was good. I think I got a belt. And then I gave myself a heart attack because I'm like popping the coffer and I'm like comparing the stats to the belt ha- I have on and they both start with the word Eden. And I'm like fuck, did I get the belt already? Yep. Fucked but up. I, but I didn't. It was. It was. They. They both start with gate heart- and grace. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. They, I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, that could have been an upgrade from someone else on my team. But uh, then I also bought uh, a ring, and then I think this week I'll probably buy a tome ring for the other ring slot. Um. So I'll be significantly stronger next week. Maybe I can get out of that gray parse. I've been a nervous well, healer, though. <laughs> I just want you to raise me instead of just looking at my dead body. I had just raised Dario or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I died for the umpteenth time, and, and Yelta, instead just, of dodging just, the, big, the big oh, uh, room-wide attack, <laughs> just stands there and looks at my dead body. Everybody else is in the corner waiting for Eden to do the big room-wide attack. And Yelta's so, just standing there over I me. So, I, don't, I don't know what happened, guys. I was so stunned. We'd already had, like, a, ca- a catastrophe, all sorts of fuck-ups. I don't know. We were all taking turns just, like, falling off the side. and Or not falling off the side. That was that was the second one. Yeah. But but then all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm like everybody's healed. I did the mechanic. And I'm going to head over. And I'm like, Ruby's dead. I'm like, why is Ruby dead? And then, of course, the the room wide, and then just somebody yelled, "Jump!" and we started over because we're we're good enough at that fight that we don't waste time trying to recover it, right? If we could, so uh, yeah, no, I I got us murdered, I think a couple times, but uh, no one yelled at me, not yet. I don't know what else. I I did some of the rising. Oh, I did a Wondrous Tales book. Did, I like to oh, do good. those. I forgot. I, I got a line without shuffling. I and I'm and I kind of been kind of like the initial rush of playing every day and trying to level stuff. I mean, I've already leveled a tank and a healer and a damage dealers and done all the role quests and I've got all my uh, gathering quests to eighty and a lot of my crafting ones. I only got like three or something more to get to eighty for crafters. So I've just kind of calmed down a bit. So we've been like playing some Minecraft, playing some WoW Classic or whatever. But I nice. did get on today and play a little bit of The Rising. And uh, I don't want to talk about it because I know you haven't done it. But Is yeah. it good? It's it's all right, I guess. It's one of those where there's a little bit of story and then there's like the part where you have to repeat something over and over again to get all the other little stories. Oh, so, yeah. So, so far I haven't seen repeats. I've done it five times or something because one of those years yeah one of those years it was random 
or maybe uh-huh. even the last one was random, but it was like, or like you should at least get to see all of them without having duplicates, especially since, I mean, some of these seem to indicate there's at least four, eight, twelve. So there's a, there's a lot of messages for you, mm. a lot of c- cutscenes to see. And if you have to just roll the dice and see the same one, because one one of those I had seen the same one like three times in a row. One of those events. Hmm. Yeah, we were talking about the uh, little ladies' day had this. Uh, there were seven. I was getting a lot of repeats. Um, you don't know how many there are until you've seen them all, but there's not really a way to know unless you look it up. Uh, and then the other issue was you've talked about this before mm-hmm. is where Ulf had not been to a certain part in the story. I guess we can do Stormblood spoilers now, yeah. but uh, a part in the story with Omega where um, Alpha is traveling with um, the uh, well, he's just traveling, right? Him and Cho- tra- the Chocobo, right? Uh, he is the tra- or, Omega. Alpha, is, yeah. Alpha is the Chocobo. Alpha, Alpha and, Omega and Omega are traveling together. Alpha and Omega are on their adventures. I still haven't seen him in the wild. But yeah, Ulf did that quest over and over and over again and he never did see that cutscene even though the first three-fourths of the cutscene was just Biggs and Wedge. You know, they could have just mm-hmm. cut out the last, like, cute little bit at the end, but whatever. He never got to see that one. And this one, I don't know what it is. I should do it on a different character that hasn't done uh, Shadowbringers. But it is referenced many times, and I think some of these messages you won't you – sh- it would be a huge spoiler if you did see. I think I spoiled Ruby already. I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> yep. But, you know. Ruined. Ruined. <laughs> Friendship ended. <laughs> I don't even remember what you told me. Uh, good, good, because I hate spoilers, and then I feel really bad when I do it to someone else. Don't look in the spoiled channel if you don't want to see spoilers. But hmm. um, I but yeah, I I haven't seen all of them yet, and I will try to get them all. Man, I spent I'm looking all over for the rising vendor. There's so many people standing around the rising quest person. I couldn't even see the rising vendor. I'm like teleporting wow. to all three cities. I finally went and looked it up. So the rising vendor is next to the rising quest person. Hmm. That That's it. So I'm just too dumb to see names, I guess. I don't know. But that was pretty much my week. And it was good. All right, you can shoot the shit with us. Go to the website, www.gtffxiv.com. Let us know what you've been up to. Or email us or tweet us or, you know, calligraphy us a letter. No, we won't, give you our, we won't give you our address. Sorry. <laughs> All right, the first round is news. Uh, there's a maintenance. It's happening in a few hours, right? It's tonight. Yes. This is patch 5.08, and I think all we know about it is there's supposed to be job adjustments. I know they specifically named some jobs. Yeah, um, when we last saw Yoshida, when we last saw Naoki <laughs> last Yoshida, time. <laughs> last time on Final Fantasy Live Letter, uh, he talked about some jobs that needed some fixing. Uh, those jobs were ninja. It was the first three questions. Ninja, samurai, summoner. Summoner. Yeah. Uh, I'm expecting some fixes there. And specifically, uh, Yoshida says um, ninja, speaking of ninja, ninja has a lot of influence over parties' DPS by increasing damage dealt through an enemy 
to an enemy through trick attack. So Ninja's personal DPS has a trade-off relationship with trick attack. That being said, Ninja's personal DPS seems to be a little low. We'll be making adjustments in patch 5.08. For Samurai, uh, it says... um, Due to being the only magic range DPS without raise and party bus, we believe, okay, and we believe Samurai should do a little bit more damage as it's in a similar situation to Black Mage. So its potency values will be slightly adjusted in patch 5.08 and for Summoner. Uh, on the other hand, the change to Ruin spells will be scheduled for patch 5.08 if we determine that the adjustment is effective. And that's uh, regarding. Dots. We've received a lot of feedback uh, that players would like dot durations extended, but we are instead considering reworking ruin spells so that their potency will no longer be dependent on the number of dots inflicted on the target. So um, I don't know if you've got a, any kind of wish list for 5.08. I've been playing Summoner. I main Summoner. So I have a wish list. My wish list would be to extend those dots by five seconds because there's a gap in the rotation if you don't time everything perfectly. Um, but uh, I wouldn't mind seeing that um, that buff to uh, to ruin as well uh, without the dots. I guess it's you know six in one hand, half a dozen in the other because if you're mm-hmm. doing ruin during that gap of dots, but it has an increased potency. Okay, well, anyway, that's my wish list. I'm not going to get that rework that many summoners would like to see until at least 5.1. Traditionally, we have major reworks on even-numbered patches when new tomes come out. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see if they do anything in the .1 patch. But don't expect any major reworks for any job until then. And I will say this. the, The fourth question on that digest from live letter is about bard and without looking i believe yoshida says no bard is the way we want it i read a thread today on the official forums that i was just wow uh it was about bards and identity and and this that the other it was basically a bard and a machinist going at it for three pages uh nyan nyan at each other about how bard's identity has been taken away and it's machinist's fault, but dancers also taken their all their good utility away. So what's Bard good for? And machinists just wanted Bards to have this happen to them because Bards were so good in Stormblood. It's just they wanted bad things to happen to Bard. It was so weird, such a mm. weird topic. People were getting really weird about some of the identity things, and I I, I don't know what to say on that context. I just want to. Uh, I just want a job to feel fun, um, not terribly clunky. I think for ninjas and summoners, I think it's partly the feel, uh, having just too much shit going on at the same time and doing more work for less. Um, yeah. You know, and then um, I think I, I don't really know what the issue is with samurai other than just maybe it's a potency thing. But yeah, so uh, here's hoping for 5.08. Did you have anything else that I, you cared about? I, I don't play any of those jobs, so I, the ones that were mentioned. So I just hope that my friends and uh, acquaintances get the adjustments they want. We'll find out when we get patch notes here in a few hours. And then and give me my AOE debuff back, please. Mm. Give me my Aerial 2. <laughs> give me Banish. 
No, what does what is it? I don't have. I don't yeah, remember. I think it's I think it's one of those because you have glare. You have glare got... and Dia. Is it glare? Yeah, and Dia? you need a yeah. You I need want ban- banish. banish. needs to be what Arrow Three was. You need an AOE yeah. uh, dot. Uh, uh, that's. I think all the healers need their AOE dots back. Give Bane back to scholars. I'm sure, they that would actually that. make me pretty happy just to have one more dot. Like when we're pulling a pack of mobs, I am. I, yes, I'm supposed to be holying, but I feel better. If I can, even if it's a weak dot, I feel better if I can, like, say it's banish. Banish the whole group and then hit holy. That's what felt good to me for White Mage is that you had, yes, an instant dot. If you couldn't do anything, you should at least have had arrow up on on a target. It's instant cast. You know, between your cure twos, you can throw that dot up. No questions. If you had a little skill... You could get that arrow three in there and then dot the whole party and then individually dot, you know, so like when you're mm-hmm. running up on a pack of mobs, you start individually dotting them as you're running up to where the tank stops. You pop that arrow three real quick and then I would uh, I would swift cast a holy and then a size at the same time so the stun mm-hmm. would go off after the size goes off and, you know, I don't know. That was fun <laughs> and was I, I missed that arrow three <laughs> being able to do that. And on big packs, it's it's... I'm not going to single dot all of them for the most part. Well, that and some of the end game dungeons right now, stuff still, well, I haven't run an expert. Yeah, I did on Sunday. Some of the mobs still hurt kind of good, so tanks still need babysitting a little bit. So, but anyway, I'm sure we'll talk more about stuff in the live letter, but uh, Square Enix supports warriors in the darkness in partnership with Gary Sneeze Foundation. I've read a little bit about this before. Uh, this is donations, and they're going to match dollar for dollar up to 50,000 USD. It's awesome. Which will go directly towards national and local programs that honor and serve America's defenders, veterans, first responders, and their families 365 days a year. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's a neat partnership. <laughs> we were just talking about. Uh, Today in our Discord about uh, streamers and content creators getting involved in, you know, charity work and stuff. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of nice to see this in the notes. Yeah, yeah, I don't have any off the top of my head. But year after year, there are those that that give to foundations, charities, uh, Extra Life. Um, There's several that are out there. So if you keep your eyes open, you can... You can see when the uh, different streamers or different uh, content creators donate and give their time uh, and money to charity. I had uh, seen some of the stuff about the Gary Sinise Foundation um, in collaboration with uh, Final Fantasy XIV um, maybe even a month ago. Mm-hmm. It was close to the time that the Tom Holland and um, Hannibal Burris commercial, the you know Warrior of Darkness deal – had came out. Um, the PR manager um, for Final Fantasy XIV tweeted that he that he had something else up his sleeve, and then I saw this video come out, and I think this was the other thing we had speculated. Like, oh, is there going to be another Tom Holland spot? But I think this was the other thing that uh, Shadowbringers. Um, Final Fantasy XIV was going to be in partnership with Gary Sinise Foundation. Um, and this is a very nice commercial. These uh, firefighters give their testimony um, and um, it talks about the foundation. Um, I think it's a worthy cause. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's good to see. 
All right, duty commenced. Episode thirty-two archive is available. And did you watch I, this one? No, I was at work. Yelta. I know, and I didn't quit like, your job and watch duty commence. Oh my god, I'll just wait till I get laid off like everybody else, and then I have oh, all okay, the time okay. in the world. Uh, yeah, the latest episode of the North American Community Team's Duty Commenced is archived and available for view. Did you Did you get to watch this? Uh, yeah, I caught half of it. I was able to get home for the, um, I think, the community commendations. They had just finished up this race thing where they were giving out these fireworks, the, the mm-hmm. emote, the bands, you know, the light sticks. Yeah. Um, they were just finishing that up. I think they moved into something else and then community commendations. I don't remember what that something else was. They played a couple of songs. Uh, people had wrote some music um, and uh, they played a couple of songs, showed some artwork. Um, and then they did the giveaway. I did not win. Um, I know. Sad day. Um, but I think it was Namazu's and maybe the Tataru. Um uh it's like a figurine or something mm-hmm. so anyway it was nice um that being said the girls did a good job thank you ladies for what you do it was uh fantastic just pick my name next time that's, <laughs> uh, that's really all i ask i i, I have sometimes uh, snuck uh watching it on the twitch app on my phone but uh my signal in my where i work at my desk is terrible my husband sometimes thinks I'm dead because he doesn't get messages from me. Oh. Mm-hmm. All right. New optional items and Mega Mog Station sale. So the sale period is from August 27th till Monday, September 30th. So that's a month. Okay. All sale items are marked down 30%. Uh, certain restrictions apply. The following optional items are not on sale. Anything released April 2019 or later, certain emotes, single pots of dye, all color, and tales of adventure tomes. But a lot of these mounts, the motorcycle's on sale, the whale is on sale. The whale. The whale. Uh, Fantasia's are on sale. Emotes are on sale. Should have waited. If you changed to Viera, you should have waited. <laughs> I knew we, we kind of figured they'd do this, right? I kind of I'm trying to remember oh, if we yeah. even said that. Y'all were hot to be a bunny. Well, you could have saved some money. Uh, and then new items available is Kryle's attire. Oh, tell us about it. Oh, I rocked that in E2S last night. Uh, the only uh-huh. thing that dies is the hair. You get her <laughs> hairstyle as part of the, and I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. You get the hairstyle as part it's of the headpiece. And then I had to dye it uh, purple. I did that today. Uh, it's adorable. And a Lalafell anyway. I haven't, it's adorable on me. <laughs> yeah. I had to have it. It's $12. It's mine. Yeah. It's female only, right? Uh, I believe so. Probably so. Uh, and then they added the Revolutions Orchestrian Scroll, a wind-up stuff, Mandeville earrings. A bunch of, it's a bunch of the wind-up, the Yuna, the Lulu, the Riku. I think that's stuff from last year. And then these those were from the streams, weren't they? Mm-hmm. I don't remember. So anyway, those are on there now. Now I'm trying to remember where the wind-up Serena is. I'm assuming I <laughs> the have white that. ravens are for oh, sale. Shit, I was trying not to even think about that. Stop, <laughs> stop. Oh yeah, that yeah, horn that. will be for sale before 
terribly oh wrong. my god i still have a, a pair of white ravens in my armoire and i'm carrying a runner around in my armory chest because you can't have two uh-huh. because i already had one let me bitch about that some more but anyway if you've been holding off on some buying some stuff on the mog station uh now'd be the time to do it i guess with that sale all right, then we have Tales from the Shadows. We have, this is the sixth anniversary of Final Fantasy XIV, and they proudly present a new collection of side stories with Tales from the Shadows. So they're going to give us four installments, and they've given us one, and it's, what is it called? One Name, One Promise? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I liked this one. You, this you, good. You, you linked it. Um, you linked it when I was at work, and I actually... This one's about our very own Thancred. Mm-hmm. I, I quite liked it. Yeah, this one was uh, very interesting. Um, the synopsis is basically it's uh, a little bit of his childhood bumping into Louisois and uh, how he grew from there um, into who he became as uh, one of the Scions. Um, then his uh, 1.0 encounter. For those of us that played 1.0 and saw the old uh, storyline, you will be very familiar with this section of the story where uh, uh, poor Asilia's father, Warburton, was killed mm-hmm. by the rogue Gubu during the festival. And uh, Thancred felt a loss. What I really loved about this story, especially this part, was um, having a context there of... Thancred feeling like he had let this little girl down by not saving her father and then feeling like a father figure after that and then what we get in Shadowbringers with the the newest incarnation of Minfilia. And if you haven't picked up on that, that, that whole Thancred versus Ranjit like the authoritarian father versus the the loving caring yeah, father stepdad's the, fighting it was a, yeah it was a stepdad's fight it like if you didn't pick up on that that's that's a dad fight over over the daughter so <laughs> I'm, um, I'm so mad thanker didn't get the uh, final blow the kill shot yeah mm-hmm. i don't know man i'd like to see something more with the whole ranjit thing he was too cool he was he he, he was too cool <laughs> like him that much but i think maybe if they would developed it a little bit more i would have maybe liked him more yeah he didn't he didn't match the rest of the entire first in my mind i don't know no and i think there's a reason for that mm, i don't i yeah i think there's something mm. something more you know so anyway we'll see how that goes um but the rest of this story is just like him um uh talking about how you know he kind of saw Minfilia grow. He kind of watched her as he watched over Ulda himself and uh, then present day uh, him and and our newest Minfilia. So it's a it's a great story and I, I think it gives some um, it gives some depth to Thancred's character that you don't otherwise see. Well I know a lot of people just thought in Shadowbringers that he was just being mean to Minfilia. And I'm like there's just there's emotional baggage there. I'm also you know. afraid people would look at it in some kind of romantic aspect. Well, people already think that he was bagging the old Menphilia. And it's like, no, I don't think he was ever doing And I think her. this serves to show that 
he he was more of a father figure in place of Warburton after feeling some remorse for the events of the, in the beginning of 1.0, not somebody he was looking through her window as she grew up. Well, and he flirted yeah. with everyone. So even if there was some text that made it sound flirty, I don't I don't remember any of that. Well, and it re- and it's even says that here in the story. Like he left, you know, he saw Minfilia for the evening and he she knew that he was going to go off and flirt with some other women and and uh, you know, it's 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 apparent in here he had a different relationship with Minfilia than he did with other other women when he goes out, you know, to the Adventurers Guild, Momodi serving him a drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good story. All right, good good story. I enjoyed it quite a bit actually, and I look forward to the other three. All right, letter from the producer live part. Whatever. Fifty three. <laughs> Fifty three. I have to go back to school and learn my Roman Go back numerals. to Roman school. I'm going to go back to Roman school. Oh, all right. Uh, they have presented it. They have a recording here. And uh, I have no idea what's on here. It's all the stuff we've <laughs> already the, covered. Okay, it's just the so digest. It's just the, it's just the digest. So talking about the ninja. All right. Yeah, we talked about all this. These were the 70 questions. Mm-hmm. That we mm-hmm. that we covered. Oh, with the two story hours. and the lore stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. But the digest is up, and it's all they they do a pretty nice job with digests. This one doesn't have screenshots, but it has the uh, the the timestamps. So if you want to see them talking about anything in particular, you can click the timestamp, and, and they have the whole video, which is three hours long. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, we covered it in two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's because we can't shut you want, up. You want the short version? Listen. <laughs> I, we right. also write guides. Just kidding. But did you die, though, is the proper response to No. All right. Final Fantasy fourteen interview. Sitting down with Naoki Yoshida and Banari Oda. And I, I don't even think I read this yet. I didn't even – it slipped me – Completely. It's relatively short, and I don't have a problem yeah. reading this here. Um, obviously, we all know Yoshida. If you're familiar, Oda is the lore god. Um, this is a fairly short interview by uh, RPG site. Um, so they cool. ask, uh, Shadowbringers released just a few months ago to unanimous praise, and at GamesCon 2019, they were lucky enough to talk. Uh, they ask here, there are a lot of homages to previous Final Fantasy titles and Shadowbringers, specifically the Jesters from Final Fantasy IX, the Sin Eaters being reminiscent of Sin Spawn from X, and Zodiac and the names of the Atheans being from twelve. Were there any narrative elements you included from other Final Fantasy titles that you felt enhanced the narrative of this expansion? Uh, Oda says, uh, the thing that when the team decided to rebuild Final Fantasy from the original 1.0 received a lot of feedback saying it didn't feel like Final Fantasy. Uh, what was important for them, uh, is a strong community and a stronger player base. So we wanted to encourage conversation among players. Uh, not because not everyone has played all of the legacy Final Fantasy titles. And by giving Final Fantasy 14 this essence, they would give opportunity to talk about whether or not they played the games and wanted to integrate this together. Um, it's not the case that we want to throw in just any ideas or essence from legacy titles. 
just because I'm a fan of the Final Fantasy series and I've played everything, I think that protecting the memories you had through playing the game is very important. Also because not everyone has played the previous Final Fantasy titles. Final Fantasy XIV has to be digestible for everyone. I can agree with that. I mean, I like when they throw in certain elements. I don't like trying to straight copy lightning and cloud and those kind of things. It, we talked about that before. Ju- it's jarring when it's supposed to be, this is the actual Final Fantasy X character right. or whatever. It's weird. I, I, I much prefer, but then again, it's also weird when like the whole last set of 24 mans, I got to the, some of those end bosses in the last one. And I'm like, I have no fucking clue what's going on here. You know, there's, I don't know. It was just based on the idea of, or whatever, kind of the set, that story. But I guess Final Fantasy 14 is always, or Final Fantasy has always had, or had not always had, but has had quite a bit of like multi-universe hopping and whatever. And, and they mm-hmm. told us way a long time ago, and you either have to accept it or die or unsub, accept it or unsub, uh, that it's a fan service title. And if it seems jarring, and some of the crossovers are jarring, even when they're not Final Fantasy related. <laughs> but anyway, yep. Mm. Yep. Yeah, I for me, the the quests that jar me the most are the Noctis and Lightning things, the straight ports. Hey, I walked through this portal. Here I am in Eorzea. Those I dislike. Going down from there are like the Cryles and the you know, the stuff that's like, yeah, it's the name of a character, but it's more like the essence of what that character represents. Like Alphino and Alice are not Palam and Porum, but they're twins. It's an archetype. In Final Fantasy XIV, and I can, I can approve of them using the archetypes because if it ain't broke, why fix it? Mm. You know, yeah, we can have the well, twins. We, we, yeah, we, we can, can have enjoy the paladin. That. Yeah, yeah, we can enjoy that. Oh, she's like whatever, or he's like whatever. Oh, that reminds me of so and so. This one's like Squall. Mm-hmm. These are like the you know the warriors of darkness or crystal warriors or whatever. You know th- those kind of things. So well, most of those have all been crossover events when it's supposed to be this person's in our thing, so they're temporary. So that makes it less jarring for me. The, I think the only Final Fantasy XIV character that truly exists in the game as part of the game is Gilgamesh, right? He probably, but probably he's the, so. But that's his thing. Right? Yeah, he transcends universes, you know? Like, he's, that's, he tra- and tries to steal swords from every one of them. <laughs> And he's he's probably just too dumb to know the difference. He's just passing in and out of different dimensions. But you know, well, Omega was weird too because it was like, he well, and they're both from five, yeah. Yeah. and five kind of has that whole void thing. In fact, mm-hmm. I would expect this is kind of going off the rails here. <laughs> we're, that we, off, we're off the uh, we're off the rails. <laughs> These are six speculations now. Um, I'd like to see more about what the thirteenth is. If I need to go back and talk to Unu Kalhai and see if there's any, oh, I any changes talk to him, there. Yeah. Uh, but I would like to see some something from the 13th, and I wouldn't be surprised if this Eden storyline has something to do with that. We got an Oracle of Darkness going on there. Um, the Void is somewhere present. How did we come from the Void from there? So I'd like to see the the 13th come into play, and I think that opens up to um, to more Final Fantasy kind of legacy stuff like they're saying here with uh, Gilgamesh, for God's sake. 
you know. I just the one Gilgamesh thing, and I'll move on. But the okay. one Gilgamesh thing that bothers me is the whole way they treated Yojimbo, where it was just <laughs> just a disguise. I just don't I don't approve of that, that at all. That one tickled me a little bit, but yeah, I don't approve of that. Yoshida, fix it. I need a real <laughs> Yojimbo. I need the real Yojimbo. Oh, you you were mad that it, not so much that one Gilgamesh in the same. was Yojimbo. It wasn't so much that he was Yojimbo that there wasn't like also a real Yojimbo or something. Yeah, I want there to be a real Yojimbo. I don't want them to be one and the same. I want I want there to be Yojimbo and I want there to be – like it would have been funnier to me if like Gilgamesh had done that and he was like, haha, and then like in the shadows <laughs> – it was the real Yojimbo, and he did something, and everybody was like, what the fuck? And then that would have been cool to me. If they had done that, I'd have been fine with it. So anyway. Okay, back to the back to the interview. Back on track. <laughs> Yoshida had a comment to that as well, and I'll read that. Final Fantasy XIV has a story of its own. That being said, we have this sort of concept of XIV to be the theme park for the Final Fantasy series. We wanted to make it a platform that people – from any generation or background could get together and share the same universe. So we are doing this deliberately. We also want to incorporate indirect elements that would sort of give that punch. The story of Final Fantasy XIV is the core of Final Fantasy XIV. So just because we have these elements, these are not the main focus. Cool. All right, next question. Mm -hmm. The Eden content is some of the most exhilarating raid material thus far. How did you approach expanding already familiar mechanics in these fights that were present in A Realm Reborn with Leviathan and Titan for these new raids? Yoshida says, We didn't want to make the mechanics completely different from the original fights. Taking Bahamut Prime, for example, when we created this fight, we tried to research everything, what kind of attacks the enemy has and what kind of additions we should make to make sure players recognize this as Bahamut. So we do very thorough research before creating the encounter. Still keeping the legacy mechanics and attacks as part of the creation, the designers thought of more ideas to keep Final Fantasy XIV's Bahamut special, along with the other primals. They would decide of an attack uh, should share damage with its players or if the primal would crush the plate and if players would fall off the cliff. This is done for every primal encounter in 14 to retain the basic flow. The primals appeared for A Realm Reborn, specifically Leviathan and Titan. So those designers that created those versions present in Eden researched the original mechanics those primals had and tweaked and rearranged them in their own way to bring more excitement to the fight and to the players. This is how Eden's Leviathan and Titan came about. By taking the A Realm Reborn primals by reference, we made something new out of original content. I mean that seems pretty yeah. pretty cut and dry to me. Yeah. Like you just watch the originals and add to it. And I think that was like the whole kind of lore premise too. And I love it when lore fits exactly with what's going on. You know, in the in in the lore for the Warrior of Light, you're kind of mixing fights up and you're expanding upon mm -hmm. those original fights. And that's really what the I, fight designers did. And I didn't hear anyone complain bitterly about why is Titan a monster truck. I, you know, no, were, I never heard anything. Were, no, I know, like, why does Leviathan have two heads? All of those fights I did, we went in there and people were like, oh my God. And then we're like, does the Warrior of Light have PTSD and memory issues? <laughs> or, yeah. you know, it, it, but and well, then it was fun to chat about why the floor falls away or why the landslide, you know, you know, 
Primals are cool. Pri- mm-hmm. I mean, the original primals are cool, and I'm I'm interested to see how they do the other fights. In fact, mm-hmm. I'd love to see them even more grandiose than these. Make these two look like pipsqueaks. Go big. <laughs> on this shit yeah. you know i mean put me in a fucking volcano for titan i mean for uh ifrit i, I mean I, w- I want some crazy fucking lava flow some weird shit like like really well, turn I'm it trying on to think now the stages for the different fights the first two stages were very ones on the top but the first two stages were okay they made sense in that and the i'm trying to think of the stage in the surrounding area for the leviathan fight and i don't can't even think of anything in we the can background. fall off it's just yeah oh what's in the background no, I'm talking I, about it, this, it's not just the, not just the stage with the arena i think it's just darkness and like maybe a very hint of blue platforms in the distance but there it's almost like a bunch of square pillars that are very widely mm-hmm. spaced apart um, and then the titan fight kind of also i don't really you're on really, a square pillar you're and, on a square but, pillar and i can't remember anything that's in the dark in the background i, I need to look just, for snowmen or something i'm hoping shiva will <laughs> be a snowman that would be cool in the background or those are the kind you. of legacy callbacks we want yoshida snowmen in the <laughs> background of our uh of our frosty fight all right next question uh rpg site asks Final Fantasy XIV seems to draw inspiration to real-world parallels to politics and history. With Ishgard primarily being a theocracy and the possibility of Amarat being read as a criticism of the Japanese bureaucratic system uh, system's inability to respond to natural disasters. Was this intentional? And if so, what message would you like to leave the players with regarding the politics of this game? Wow, what a question. Um, I was like, wow, I'm not even sure I understand the full impact yeah. of that question. Amarat is equal to uh, the criticism of Japanese bureaucratic systems' inability to respond to natural disasters. <clears throat> okay. Uh, so let me read their responses. Oda says, rather than taking inspiration from current affairs and government systems, I'm a big fan of history, so I take inspiration from history books. Even though I'm a fan of past games from the Super Nintendo era... The main demographic for 14 is in their 20s and 30s, so I oh, wanted to Christ, put something... I'm too old to play this game. <laughs> Me too. So I wanted to put something mature in nature to make it interesting for them. You used the Japanese government's handling of natural disasters as an example. That wasn't a reference for Amarat, so there isn't a link to real-life politics. So there's no link okay. there's to no, Amarat. There's nothing to do with that. And the okay. Japanese government's handling of natural disasters. Uh, Yoshida says, being in charge of 14 as producer and director, I'm 46 years old, but I've also been a gamer since I was a child. I would sometimes get emotional or inspired by titles I played as a child. What's important is if I play these games again, I still feel the same way and I'm moved by the same things. Speaking of people, there's always a good and bad side to them, but everyone comes from different backgrounds. And because of these different backgrounds, beliefs, and religions can be different, this often leads to fighting and conflict. This makes real life complicated, and I wanted to bring this into the game to reflect the sense, or sorry, this essence, and to make it more realistic. Oda continues, 14's approach to reflecting real-world issues is influenced by Tactics Ogre. There's an element of massacre there, and if I didn't play this game, the approach of 14's story would have been different. 
Tactics Ogre has a story that includes ethnic cleansing that greatly influenced my desire to reflect real-life conflicts and issues to make 14 more realistic. Yoshida concludes, Any antagonist for 14 will have their own background and reasoning. We don't have any intention to have shallow or hollow antagonists. Well, that's nice. I like to hear that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think Emmett Selk was sh- shallow or hollow by any stretch. I think the most shallow or hollow would have probably been Varys, but he got stabbed. So um, oh. I think. <laughs> yeah. well, so I don't I, even think I. I don't even think I really understood what Varys was up to. Yeah, I wasn't expecting the whole Nazi speech uh, that we got at the end of four point five. But whatever, I'm kind of glad they stabbed him. But um, now we've got Big Booty that just wants a fight. And, well, we don't have Emmett Selk anymore. Mm. It's just Big Booty and uh, uh, old Scaredy Cat, White Assian, hiding on the moon. Elidibus? Elidibus. That's who's left, right? That's, well, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, of the real Assians, yes, of the three. Yeah. Yes. So... We shall see. Uh, okay, this was the real reason I wanted to talk about this article, is this final question here, because we've covered spicy, this before. Yeah. This one was a little spicy. RPG site asks, recently there was an outfit, Taisho Roman attire, released to both the Chinese and global servers that Korean community members have pointed out as being reminiscent of clothing worn during the Japanese occupation of South Korea, which resulted in an online petition being posted on Change.org from various users requesting Square Enix remove this outfit out of sensitivity to wartime events. Is there any comment you would like to make regarding this? Yoshida, I would like to explain it bit by bit so everything can be explained completely. The concept of this outfit came from the Korean and Chinese publishers. They gave the development team in Japan the suggestion to create the outfit. The request came from them. Regardless of the historical background, they requested this specific design. The team in Japan already understood that this would be quite contentious and there would be people voicing their concerns because this is quite sensitive. We do know there is historical background attached to this and we tried to mitigate to not invoke the history of what happened before. This is why we tried to give it a neutral name that wouldn't invoke a negative historical understanding to protect the community. When this outfit was complete and ready for release, the Chinese team made an announcement with flavor text regarding it being reminiscent of the Japanese occupation. Why? That's so dumb. This is is because the Chinese team underestimated that there would be a particular amount of people in South Korea that would take it personally. Can I stop there really quick? (laughs) Do people realize right now – I read the news. I'm almost 40. I read the news every morning on on the internet. I drink a cup of coffee at my desk and I read the news. Don't think that things just happen. Things just don't happen. That's my two cents. You can say, oh, Ruby, Illuminati – Talking lizard people <laughs> bullshit. Nah, whatever, man. I think there's the Chinese didn't slip up on accidents. Oh, you on think this they deal. like kind of did it pointedly? I think there's political stuff behind that. All right, anyway, I'll continue. 
That said, the team in Japan didn't know that the Chinese team announced the outfit with this flavor text. It was out of our hands and out of our control. We were very careful when creating this design, however, since it could be very risky. We just want to reiterate that the team in Japan have no particular view or thoughts on certain historical events. Because of this, the team was discussing that this may not be a good idea to release this to the Korean version of the game. But there are also so many people in South Korea who want this outfit. We receive many messages from the customer service team about this as well. Because of this, we decided that we should admit and apologize for the mistake the Chinese team made. But because there are so many people who are after this outfit, regardless of region, we made the decision to release it. So there you go. There's Yoshida's reasoning. It's all the Chinese team's fault. <laughs> That's what he says. Chinese under the bus. But yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Chinese oh. underestimated that there would be a particular amount of people in South Korea. See, it's, it's just this. How do you not know the the. You already know that there's there's a problem the, the, the with politics, this outfit. Yeah. The Japanese team knew there would be a problem with the outfit. They designed it anyway. They, because of demand, everybody on the Square Enix team knew this would be sensitive. the Chinese team is in the same region. They know the political implications and things that go on behind the scenes of the stuff. And they underestimate that there would be a particular amount of people in South Korea that would take part. I don't know, man. I don't know. Seems weird to me. I don't know. I also saw a lot of people being offended for other people. So there were it's... real issues with this that real people had real historical context. This was a this was an issue. Those are the people I care about when it's a real issue, not somebody creating an issue. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, then we have reminders. Join us at PAX West 2019, Friday, August 30th. By the time you hear this, it's probably done, but uh, through Monday, September 2nd. I think we covered this last week. Uh, there will be panels. There will be discussion there is i think a battle challenge uh yeah Mm -hmm. should be fun they'll get shirts they're getting shirts Mm -hmm. yeah uh and a reminder that the rising is happening right now uh right now right now right meow Uh, and it it runs till uh the 17th of september so go do it all right, what's on tap? <laughs> what's on tap? First one is six years all the richer. This is a blog post, and Redana, Rid, my my tongue can't Redrina. speak words. Redrina, I'm sorry, Redrina. Uh, still climbing the tower in Costa del Sol for the Moonfire Fair. <laughs> uh, it's over now, but uh, after that's the Rising, which is happening now. And there's there's some cute art here. I love this poster. If you have not done the event yet, this little note in a bottle is a, is a thing is a thing for the rising event. Mm. And they mentioned that this year's illustration has a lot of warm colors, which is perfect for this year's theme. And they won't spoil it, but the quest does start on the island near Costa del Sol. So if you had done the Moonfire Fair. You may think that, you know, it needs a cleanup crew. So go <laughs> go there. 
It's it funny that cute. this takes place right after that. Like, I mm-hmm. mean, it always takes place right after, but like in the same area. Usually you got to go back to the major cities. Go back to old, yeah. I, I actually thought that was okay. It really kind of, there's only like two spots to go to for this event. Yeah. It's basically that island that in Costa del Sol. And then like you go to Ulda. That's it. Uh, but the, now I haven't looked yet. They have that stage set up in Ulda where mm-hmm. like I, I haven't stood the there songbirds. to see. I haven't stood there to see if the songbirds show up, right? And a lot of okay. these events have other NPCs going on. I, I have and I haven't spoiled. I've tried not to spoil myself. So, but I may have to go teleport around and and uh, see what I can hear, what I can see, that kind of thing. So anyway, uh, yes, it looks like she'll need help cleaning up the shore. And you do get a brave new Yishtola minion. So take a screenshot of that, post it on Reddit, and get upvotes for no reason. Oh, yeah. Saw, oh, sorry. Saw that. Saw that <laughs> shit post. That was funny. That was yeah, funny. it doesn't take much to get gold on Reddit these days. Just take a picture of a minion and post it. Great community, by the way. <laughs> God, we're assholes, but I'm still yeah. laughing. All right. Uh, the next things are cool. Even Ulf was reading this, and he's like... Those posters are cool. It's uh, patch 4.1 through 4.5 artwork oil paintings. So these are the, uh, these are the, uh, I think they were the art for the different uh, patches. Yes. Some of them and like some of the posters and stuff. Uh, You can also get fireworks from the previous years. I like to stock up on Realm Reborn Red because it's just so ridiculous to use. (laughs) It's so fun to use. So, oh, I was going to actually uh, tweet the screenshot, but I thought, oh, it might be a spoiler, but they they posted it here. So there are fireworks and they're cool. And you have not done the event yet, right? No, I haven't done the event yet. I'll I'll do it by next week for show. I always do the rising. I love the rising. <laughs> I'm um I'm a little sad. I don't. I don't see any 14-hour broadcast for, for any of these oh, festivities. Don't they usually so do that? They usually do something. Mm-hmm. So year six, I guess, is the year that they've decided, they well, not worth it. They've given up now. It's over. Yeah. So. Well, they <laughs> no. deserve a vacation. Yes, I, I yes. get it. We were talking about patch cycles earlier in our Discord. And, um, you know, they these it's a longer patch cycle between the expansion and that first patch of a new expansion. So 5.1 feels a little further out, but you know, these guys deserve to break, especially what Shadowbringers is. These guys deserve to a, a short break. They're back at it. They're working hard. We're starting to get news again. You know, there was mm-hmm. a, there was a drought, but we're starting to get uh, news coming in and they're, you know, she just back on the road, you know? So, uh, PAX, PAX West is here and, and, uh, it, it's going to be good. We're, we're going to get a lot of good 5.1 news as it comes. And, um, you know, I'm expecting all good things. So be patient. 5.1 is just around the corner. So earlier I logged in, uh, uh, just, just before, just after nine tonight. And, uh, our free company really starts getting going about nine, mm-hmm. right? Well, we, we come home, we have dinner, we spend times with our family and then we log in. When I logged in, I'm like, it was like me and like AFK people, like two AFK people. And I'm like, oh. And somebody who had applied and then removed their application to the free company. So I don't know who that was. But anyway, I'm sitting there. I'm like, are we in a lull? I'm like, we've already hit the lull. I'm like, I can't believe we already hit the lull. I'm like, yesterday there were like 18 people on, whatever. But um, but then like I'm I'm doing like, like I was doing Moonfire Fair. And all of a sudden just people are just like pouring in. 
Mm. And I'm constantly saying hi to everybody coming in. And I'm like, you know, I'm like sitting here thinking the game was dead when I first logged in. And then all of a sudden, it's still alive and well. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We misconceptions, have any, right? Yeah. Well, that's where I kind of get crabby. People are like, there's never a learning party for, you know, EX primals. And I'm like... Uh, hit refresh once in a while. Go craft or gather, run a dungeon, come back, and, and just hit refresh. They they, they they show up and they fill. And if you don't see one, start one. I'm bad yep. about starting one. but All right, we have another what's on tap. Salutations from a suit of armor. Uh, oh, we have a new community wrap. All right. Mm-hmm. Nice to meet you. Green is my favorite color, and my name is... I have no idea how to say that. Volten? Voltanine? 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 Anyway, during my first teleconference with our counterparts in Japan, the team asked me what my job was, so I answered, oh, I play warrior. (laughs) That got me a weird look from my supervisor. No, your job is a translator. Oh, they meant that job. This person's a gamer. (laughs) (laughs) All right, thankfully, I didn't get the axe from my mistake, so I'm here to introduce myself as the newest recruit to the North American community team. Final Fantasy XIV was my first Final Fantasy game, and I have been a defender of the realm since the launch of Heavensward. So whatever, so whether you attack your foes up close or from far away or by undercutting them by one gill, it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. <laughs> oh, this person even knows what gets people cranky. Mm-hmm. That's the, huh? So, um, I like you already. <laughs> I'm not sure if it was this week. I think it was last last time's duty commenced. They introduced Sam. I believe this is Sam right here. Oh, okay. um, he he does translation work for the team. Um, they had his name up on the broadcast this previous time, and he did have the warrior symbol next to it. Nice. So I'm putting I'm putting the puzzle pieces together here. That this is Sam. <laughs> Um, I love his little joke in here. Thankfully, I didn't get the axe for my axe mistake. Axe for my mistake. He's okay. a warrior in axe. <laughs> oh. So, um, yeah, well, welcome aboard. I, I hope we see a lot more of Sam. Excellent. Excellent. It's, it is fun to see them adding to, you know, hiring new people, right? Mm-hmm. That's one of the things where, like, people are, like, sometimes give them... Square Enix and the Final Fantasy fourteen team crap for is, well, if you had more people, you could do more or, or whatever. So it is good. And, and some, and some of our, our community reps have moved on to, you know, bigger and brighter things or whatever they wanted to do. So it's nice to see that their jobs are getting filled and, and, uh, the game keeps growing. Yeah, and it's also nice to see these reps come from the player base. Like Noriko Star recently mm-hmm. added a board, and Sam here plays. So you know the, they're actual players. Uh, Aya uh, plays, but she's also streams and she does a lot of social mm-hmm. media stuff. So you know all, all these folks play. Shannon played, and Regina plays. So um, yeah, it's good. Uh, it, it gives they actually know what they're talking about. That's that's the part I like. Yep. Yep. All right. We have let's take some shots. We discussed last week uh, Catella's uh, blog post about are you the problem player? And we've had some feedback and I've had some more thoughts back and forth about this. So uh, I I guess I don't know. So I know we we 
I don't even remember. Did we get around last week to the part about how can the inverse be true? Yeah, <laughs> we, we, we talked about the five points, and uh, I'll read Catella's five points here. Um, point one, am I impatient? Did I queue for content that I really didn't have enough time or patience to respectfully participate in with others? Uh, point two, am I oblivious to what different jobs capabilities actually even are? Am I requiring things of my random party without knowing their capabilities? Am I personally unwilling to adapt and find synergy with my random parties? Point three, are my expectations skewed by the content I frequent? Point four, are you a fake mentor? Part f- point five, are you not paying full attention? Um, and when we discussed these last week, uh, we had Alex on, um, and I've even gotten some feedback from Catella herself. And thank you, Catella, for letting us uh, use this blog post and, and giving us your feedback on it. And um, she agrees that, that a lot of this came from a motion from having some parties with um, some bad tanks or, um, uh, you know, having impatient DPS, impatient DPS experiences that were unsavory and wanted to kind of come out and say, Hey, this is the experience that I've had. Now we, we entertained the notion last week of what would the inverse of each of these be? Like, do you know your, your rotation? Do you know the capabilities of your own shop? Do you know the content that you're jumping into? Are you meeting the expectations of the other seven people that you've jumped into this party? Meaning like clear for one. <laughs> when there's two yeah, people right. in the party. Yeah. Exactly. Those old, kind of things. Um, and then like for the fake mentor, you know, really – um, and that that's the one I think that jumps out the most as like maybe a, an emotional take. Um, but are, are, are you – to Catella's point, are you someone that is actually going to be helpful of others and is using the novice network in a way to help other people? Um, and I guess the inverse of that would be um, you know, learning, you know, being adaptable, you know, be, taking advice from other people. So we entertained the notion of the inverses and all of these, but we've gotten feedback. Um, our listener and friend Mithrin Scarlet gave us some feedback, sent, sent you Yelta, um, mm-hmm. some feedback on that. And I think it more, it's in line with the inverse of the situations because I, I think Mithrin took the, maybe the, the umbrage that the tank would be the issue and that there's, there are expectations for tanks when they, when they run content well and mithrin's one of his biggest contentions was well well, one of his one of his biggest points was the expectation is i'm doing a dungeon a 24 man an ex trial whatever is that you just want to clear it as fast as possible and wall to wall biggest pulls and that's the standard and that you should never you know you know never do a test pull you should never have to ask our big pulls okay and i'm going to tell you right now even you know before i got this gear anyway the two ex dungeon or no, i'm sorry the two roulette 80 roulette dungeon expert roulette dungeons will waste you if you at least on at least the parties i've had you know the only thing i assume when i queue up for shit is that i'm going to get random people with varying levels of skill and ability and gear and whatever but to to just go into any content and 
not any content. If I'm doing an EX trial and it's in the party finder and it's one of the current ones, I expect you to know what the fuck you're doing, especially if mm-hmm. it's a, cl- a farm party, right? We've we had this discussion several times in the free company the last few weeks about a clear party should be a clear party. A farm party should be a farm party. Don't make trap parties, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm not sitting here just waiting to get it over with. I play the game. I, yes, I want my reward at the end, but it, the expectation that it's always going to be wall-to-wall polls and that if you don't, you are suboptimal and... And, and to feel entitled to that wall-to-wall pull is not realistic, at least in my experience. Mm. Now, I don't want to role-play walk through a dungeon. I don't want to kill mobs <laughs> one at a time. Even my husband, who doesn't play very often, and uh, I'm sorry, honey, I love you. Not highly skilled because you don't get enough practice. When you When I run dungeons, I know it's going to be slower with him. When I tank, we know it's going to be slower. Because I am not comfortable doing wall-to-wall pulls. I usually only tank in the free company, though, and I usually trust my healer, and I know that if I do attempt a wall-to-wall pull, no one's going to blacklist me. But you have just this random group. When you queue up for stuff, you know, you're, you're going to get what you get, and you don't have a fit, which is what I've taught my children. <laughs> that's, what, that's what queuing up for stuff is. And if you don't like what you got, then just leave. Don't I don't I don't think you are entitled to a fast run of content that you know maybe I'm just relearning Black Mage. You know, even in the eighty the two eighty dungeons right now. Now it we're in a new cycle, right? So for me, expert roulette, people are still gearing up. I don't expect you to be fully geared. I expect you to have the coffer gear from your level eighty job, right? Mm-hmm. But you might be undergeared. You might be underskilled. The expert roulettes especially are the bottom floor of level 80 content. You get anything other than that. Even Eden. Eden normal. I expect you to not do that till you know what your buttons do. Right? Right, right. Yeah, but I don't. And I expect you. And, and there's a gear and there's an eye level requirement there too, so you have to have the eye level requirement. Ex current ex primals, things that are in that high level duty stuff. I expect you to know your job. I expect you to have good gear. I expect you to be eating food, that kind of thing. Even if you don't know the fight, a learning party is still a learning party. And we've mm-hmm. even taken people and made party finders and taken people who are under geared into it and we did just fine but we knew them we trusted them this is not randoms there's a difference when you're taking random people and there's a difference between having a pre-made i'm getting off topic really bad here <laughs> uh no i think it i i think that circles around to um some good points um i think you have to take a top-down mentality with the expectations by top i mean start with ultimate all right. Mm-hmm. What's your expectation of an ultimate fight? If you were worthy enough to step into an ultimate fight, what's your expectations? Fucking, you're in the 90, 90 percentile. You are uh, eating food. 
you're you have the best pots possible the best food possible the best gear possible you know your job inside and out you know other jobs relatively well that you can synergize you know your team you know this fight inside and out right wouldn't that be true ex- if you were going to yeah. join up for an ultimate fight no way you don't know no fuckers in this shit right nope, your eye no level shit. i expect no shitters no shitters i don't expect i expect People eating using pots, eating food. I mean, to the nth gear, degree, right? To the nth degree. Yeah. Now we're we're not on that level, but that would no. be my. I'm not I there, and I, I know that expectation. I don't even go in there. I won't go in there. No. Yeah, you know, like I feel like I would know the expectation if I went and sat in a boardroom with some CEO. I'd sh- you know wear a suit and shut my mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so so th- this is the kind of thing. I hadn't been in an ultimate fight except for you know we stepped into one one time and then we walked right out. Oh, just um, to get spanked. Just to get spanked, oh, okay. then we walked out. Um, but other than that, that's my expectation. You got to dumb it down from there. The reason I say dumb it down is because you're opening that gate for more and more people to be able to enter that content. What I'm trying to get is what you were saying is that an expert is basically the bar, the, the bare minimum level of level 80 content. It's the bottom of the the barrel. You finished Amarat. Mm-hmm. Amarat is your level 80 dungeon. I just hit 80 or I'm hitting 8 or whatever, you know, like because it's in the expert, but it's only because it's the 80 dungeon at the end of the game. Um, that's the that is the bottom bottom of the barrel. But a, but an Amarat is in an expert. It could be one of the three you get in an expert. Mm-hmm. So you have to say that is on your expectation needs to be. I may be getting somebody who just hit level 80. Now, I want to take this to a different level because I've been thinking about this since yesterday. Yelta and I have kind of <laughs> talked about, about this We've been talking about it, thinking about it, mulling it over. Is driving, okay? A street. You drive down the street home from work, okay? This is because I'm thinking about this as I'm driving home mm-hmm. from work. I've got a street I drive down, and it's got a speed limit of 35 miles per hour. Does anybody go 35 miles per hour on it? No. Everybody goes 50 on it, especially at, you know, 520 in the afternoon. We all want to get home. Most of us, except for the buses in the right lane and granny and the person who's got the student driver sticker and whoever else, right? So if they're driving 35 and I get pissed and I pull around them and honk my horn and do all this bullshit, I can do all that. But are they doing anything wrong for driving 35 in the 35? Mm -hmm. They're not. They're really not. You can get mad. You can stomp your foot. You can sit down in the dungeon and you can say, I'm not moving until the healer does what I expect them to do or whatever else. But all you're doing is road rage. You're just throwing your finger in the air and acting a fool when people are just driving 35 in the 35. If you don't like it, then maybe you should check out. Take the highway. Take the side street. Or, you know, whatever. It's... Yeah. You can't yeah. say that that's the expect. If they're driving 20 in the 35, something's wrong. All mm-hmm. right? But if they are, if they meet the... And that's the issue with the eye level requirement for the older dungeons when somebody can wear gathering gear and st- and get into, you know, a Zelfatol mm. oh, no, or that something. That's fucking crazy. That's, no. no, that's insane. That's saying I can walk in the middle of a highway. No, no, no. That's not allowed. You have to have a vehicle and you have to be going over 50 miles per hour. But if you are, if you are meeting the eye level requirement, 
you're you're at the correct level and the game allows you to get into that, that should be your expectation. If you get more than that, you should be thankful that you got three people that know what the fuck they're doing. Most of the time you don't. You get two people that know what the fuck they're doing and somebody that kind of knows what they're doing or somebody new. And God forbid you get some with two new people. You know, you might have small pulls or whatever else. But again, you can choose to sit on the floor. You can choose to throw a fit. You can do the passive aggressive, try to give advice and da 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 and all that other stuff. But some of that is the same as honking your horn or throwing the finger or whatever else. And I am a listen. I'll give advice. I think advice is okay. Happy says it on his Monday with Happy this week. You know, like they asked, one of the questions was, "What what do you do if you have to give somebody advice in a dungeon?" And you know, it's the same as other people do. It's you give the advice with a smiley face, and whatever the feedback is, you just roll with it. And mm-hmm. he said two out of four times recently he got the "You don't pay my sub," and you just roll See- with it. I had switched back to black. This is many, 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 many patches ago. A couple of, I don't know. It was a long time ago. But I went into a dungeon as Black Mage. I hadn't played Black Mage in quite some time. And I went in there. I kind of read my tooltips. And I'm just doing like a random leveling dungeon or something. Not, not, I wasn't even in an expert roulette. But I wasn't playing apparently very well. And someone said, "Hey, did you know blah 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 blah?" And they and I'm I'm recept I'm personally receptive to advice. I don't really feel called out, you know. I'm I'm not looking for reasons to get butt hurt. It, and the person didn't be like, "Yell to you, suck." Go watch a guide. It was, "Hey, I main black mage. It it's really more efficient if you this this and this." And 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 heck, they even linked me something that I hadn't even known. It was after some black mage changes. So I was taken by surprise that it had changed mm-hmm. so much, you know, and you know what? That dungeon took longer, but no one cared. No one typed that they cared. And if, you know, I, I'm not in dungeons to get them done as fast as humanly possible and pretend the other three are just NPCs. We, Is that what I want? Yes. Is it my <laughs> expectation? No, it's not. Well, I don't know. I play Dungeons with Trusts now, and I don't want that either. I'd rather play with real people, even if they're making mistakes, right? Yeah. But I'm, but I'm, I'm, I would think not a fake mentor, even if I don't know anything. I'm willing to share what I got, and I'm hoping yeah. other people will say, you know, when I'm tanking, go ahead and pull wall to wall, and if we wipe, then, you know, maybe you need to time your cooldowns or whatever better. It's I'm not perfect just because I'm doing a level 80 dungeon. And again, dungeons are the bottom floor of endgame content. This is where I'm gearing up, either from drops in there, hopefully not, but, uh, you know, either drops in there or uh, this is where you get your tombstones. So yeah. I don't know, Mithra and Scarlet was like, I expect everybody to be in there, have you know, being on basically like their, I don't know if it's like their main job, completely kitted out. And I'm like, this is where I re- remember how to play Summoner. Well, and that when you just said it like that, it made me think of when Yoshida was like, yeah, the 24 man should be playing on your main job, not... You know, so you don't, and and nobody played it that way. Everybody played the twenty four man when on their am I gonna, alt. When, am I gonna, when do I get to play my alt? I play yes. my main 
when I'm doing EXs, I'm and maybe comfortable with it with an alt job. I I don't do savage with an alt job usually. Well, you know, wh- I'm not I? that great in 24 man raids a lot of times because I am playing on an alt and I'm learning something. And by not great doesn't mean I'm standing in every puddle, but it means like mm-hmm. oh I drop my song as a bard, yeah. you know? I lose like, my Nokia and I'm like oh fuck that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. No, well, and I play quite a few jobs but i don't play them all at the same level i tend to play white mage a lot i play black mage sometimes and once in a while i'm like oh i'd like to try out tank or oh i'd like to we mm-hmm. we have a lack of well we, we still don't have a ton of healers in our free company so i play a lot of white mage but um <coughs> as people level stuff up you know do you have a healer up yet uh yeah my scholar oh that's right yes because you're a summoner <laughs> But, you know, we, we, we've talked about doing alt lights and stuff, too, but level 80 dungeons are where you get to practice your job. Yes. And yes you're, well, and I, and, and, and yes, you, you've played it from 1 to 80 or 50 to 60 to 70 to 80 or whatever the job started at. She hadn't perfected but it. But that doesn't mean that you have played it in the last three months, Right. I play the game now. I'm not saying I'm playing tic tac toe like that graphic, and I only play games to have fun. I do go read my tooltips. I do, you know, try to arrange my bars in a sensible way. I do try to, you know, but I'm not going to read an in-depth guide and have super awesome equipment and use potions in a level eighty expert roulette. I'm just not, and maybe that's just. And that's not to say I won't be pulling my weight for the most part. I I think there is a gray area and I think what you've got in this situation – and we're not pitting anybody against each other. But I I think what you've got is two extremes where you've got a healer who's had an experience – or multiple experience. I God knows I have as a mm-hmm. healer. You too, Yelta. Um, of of negative tank interactions or a DPS interaction that blames the healer for certain things that could be controllable if there was more consideration done for other team members. And a lot of times, even as a healer, I have seen other DPS or whatever get shit on by the tank or or something around that. You know, DPS shitting on a tank, and I'm standing off to the side going, "Where the fuck is this attitude coming from?" Um, you see it when you're out there and you're in a healer position. So I get that. Um, and I understand where Mithrin's coming from as well because you want efficiency. You want fast things. You, this is, oh, as a healer, I was thinking I this is week seven, but it's, but it's really like week nine because there was yeah. two, there was a two week gap before the first, uh, Eden normal happened, right? So, um, we've been nine weeks into this building tomes, getting gear, people knowing their rotation. After the, now, not every, again, like you said, not everybody hit 80, uh, you know, in 12 hours and, uh, have been just killing it ever since there's people who are just now my Senna is not through Shadowbringers yet um, Ulf has not made it he just got he didn't even make it to the second dungeon right he's he's moving slow but that's okay that's where that's where I think mo well and that was one of my points I think I told you earlier was I think a lot of the issues arise from the fact that you have all types of player. I don't even want to use the word casual because that doesn't mean anything. You have all sorts of players from all sorts of backgrounds, all sorts of abilities, all sorts of time commitments, all sorts of internet connections, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. You know, I still, I've, I've told you guys many times, listeners, that 
I'm playing on my computer. I look over at my husband's laptop and I wonder why he's letting the mobs murder me. They don't show up on his screen yet. Mm-hmm. Right? You don't see the whole picture. You don't know who that yeah, and yep, you know what? Maybe then there's they're the issue. But you but you just it's a fucking expert roulette. Just suck it up and finish it or leave. Yep. But. Well, I don't. I don't know what else to say. I don't. I don't want to beat a dead horse here uh, on this topic. But um, and I feel like we may have one more dose of this before we get oh, out yeah. of our system. We'll, we'll, we'll get some, we'll get some more. But yeah, the the game is full of substandard players. In fact, the vast majority, I would think, are not super perfect on every job. And that's just the way it is. And I don't expect perfection on an expert roulette. Competence, maybe. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, your head you know, out of your ass, yes. Yeah, your head out of you. I would expect by level 80, you know that you're the tank and you should be getting hate. And uh, I expect you to Healers with full up. DPS uptime? No, I don't, yeah, I don't no, expect that. No. It's, it, you start talking about, you know... EX, the current EX primals, you start talking about the current, you know, raid, even normal mode or and savage, not to mention ultimate. I expect much more of those people, but I don't I don't expect wall to wall pulls. In fact, all the roulettes I've done in the last seven weeks, I don't I don't know if I've ever had wall to wall pulls unless it's been Bell Dandy. Now or I actually will say me. This. I did I did do a wall to wall pull myself and Mount Gulg. And I had an excellent healer, so. I, I will say this. In, since I've been playing my Scholar, because it is my only 80 healer, every time I queue up, I guess I'm lucky or unlucky. I don't know. I always get the the one I can't pronounce, the Lahabria's one. And the tank always pulls wall-to-wall on that one. <laughs> In fact, they pull – most of the time they'll pull before that one set of three ads at the bottom of that slope. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one time I had somebody pull all of them plus that three ads, they died. And I oh, felt yeah. bad. But you know what What could I do? I'm not very good at Scholar and I definitely wasn't then. This was like three weeks yeah. ago. So um, I haven't let anybody die since. But you know. I I healed in savage shit and I let somebody die pull in, which I would say too many what? mobs. I don't know how much mitigation they used. I wasn't. I, I wasn't I, looking. I can't pull that full pull. Most tanks break it up into two pulls. And yeah. And now the different tanks break it up in two different pulls. Sometimes, sometimes they like run halfway down and grab stuff, and that's like the, the twinning. There's where there's like a switchback where you run and grab mobs or run and grab mobs. Uh-huh. Uh. I can heal it now. I couldn't heal it on release. I couldn't heal it probably three weeks ago. Well, I, I and I would say a halfway decent scholar could heal that. Their scholar's got so many damn shields mm-hmm. now with the seraph and all that. And now, like if I walked in there right now, I could definitely heal it through. But even I wasn't on well, my it A game on my tank during too. that time. Yeah, you know, it depends on the tank too, and if the DPS. It's it's harder to see that the DPS are the weak point. So. Unless you're running, unless you count really fast, right? Mm-hmm. I have had times where I'm a tank. I've done this big pull. I've positioned everything, I think, pretty well. And my healer's good. But Rampart came up again and again. And I'm like, why is this shit not dead yet? I don't know if it was Rampart, but it was a cooldown. Yeah. So, I don't know. 
I, I do think it's, it's the fact that at, at an expert roulette, which you're expected basically to do uh, several days a week to get your tombstones to gear up, you're going to get randoms and you just, you just get what you get. And if you don't like it, then I think you, you either need to be patient or excuse yourself from the situation. I also do get impatient sometimes though, when are not expensive. Which one is this? One, one of these mix does happen to me where I do a mentor roulette and I'm expecting something like, I don't know, easy. Cause mentor roulette puts you into anything. Mm-hmm. But then once in a while, uh, quite often I get like Rathalos EX with people who are like, I've never done this and we've still cleared it and we've chatted and we've learned and we wipe and, I would rather interact with the community wiping and everyone having a positive experience than people being like, I'm going to sit down and pout till you kick me. Mm-hmm. You know, but I've also had to, I've also had to vote yes to abandons in Shiva extreme where, you know, uh, people were not up to the task. Some of those things you get in mental roulette are really painful. So I, I don't know. I, I do. That's where, that's where the, and that's really only mentor roulette where I feel bad. Like I queued in for content that I really didn't have the time or patient to participate in. Yeah. Cause sometimes you get ifrit hard. Well, yeah, <laughs> you get some heaven's word content that people are like, like if you get something out of, um, Gordius mm-hmm. or something, Ooh, some people. What's really... the one where you have to turn into monkeys and push the bombs and you have to, if that was one of those. Yeah, that, that was that in the raid. second tier. Yeah. Right. So, so I, I did joy. I did get that in mentor roulette and the entire party was so good. There was lots of new people. There's obviously people who knew it. I had known it and cleared it obviously many times, but I still had to come back to me what I needed to do. And I was so happy that the majority of the players were patient and communicating. And I felt really, really good when we cleared it then. Otherwise, you know, someone could have bitched and moaned and voted abandoned. And it didn't take that. I play MMOs to waste time. I don't know what everyone's in a fucking hurry for. But I also like Mm. interacting with other people. Same. But anyway, yeah, I, I, st- and I also don't agree that, you know, every time you go in, you have to do a test poll, <laughs> but I, I think that, you know, I, I, I've, I've been the healer several times where the tanks like just sprints runs off and we all die to be like small poles it is. And I don't even really feel called out as the healer. It was just like, we couldn't do it. We do smaller pulls and we get through eight minutes slower than, you know, we would have otherwise. So I don't know if, if, if eight minutes of your life is worth that much, then maybe you should queue up with people, you know, can do it in 12 minutes. Right. But anyway, I, I, I'm interested. You, you had, did you have any other feedback or comments? Or? No, just the driving thing. I just thought about that while I was mm-hmm. honking at people on the road because no. I get road rage pretty easy and I thought, oh, I'm the asshole. Well, Her huge. Well, but to be fair, some of those dungeons have such a huge, generous timer and all of the older stuff, especially now with like potency buffs and stuff, anything like under, anything in the leveling roulette, anything under, like expert roulette 
goes so fast where I could see like, yes, the expectation is basically we're just going to speed run this wall to wall pulls. No question because the stuff die melts so fast. It's not even funny. In fact, it's like, I think it almost sets, especially new players up to be like, all of this content is that easy. We, we've got people in our free company who are still coming up and they're leveling and doing content and, you know, unsyncing stuff. And I think I'm, I'm really interested to, to see how they perform and how they feel when they get to relevant content. So, and I, and I hope I'm there for it because I, I think it's going to be really fun. All right. Whew. I think that is it then. Are we done? Uh, I got oh, one. No, you got had one happy got disappeared, hour. Got disappeared on my screen. Where is oh, it? Oh no! Uh, oh no! I, I see it though. I can't, I can't see it. So you got to so, do it because it's a giant blanks. I'll do it. Do I'll it. do it right now. Uh, so we got a little happy hour. This is from Ben. Uh, ben is not a Russian bot. We don't think. We usually we get Russian so, bots anyway. in the comment section. Ben is not a Russian bot. So Ben has a comment. Actually, two. I like his first comment the best, though. Hey, my name is Ben. I play a pally, almost 38, and I came across your show yesterday and love it and help me understand this game a lot more. Plan on listening to the older shows, but that's from a booby, Ben. <laughs> then his second comment is newbie, asterisk. <laughs> um, so if you don't know Ben and you listen to this, our free company is Nofaka's bosom. Our patron saint is Nofaka. And she is the biggest tatas of them all. She is she the is queen well of the boobs. <laughs> so we call ourselves boobs. Our free company is all around boobs. All our all our channels and all of our rankings are all breast related. So you can be a booby. Be a booby, man. Thanks for your email comment. Thank you. Thank you so much for commenting. I. I. It's. It's so nice to see. Uh, a message from someone and someone we haven't heard from before. I love hearing from all our regulars and don't stop messaging us, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it's, 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 it's nice to see this too. Pally 38. That's coming man, along. It, that's coming along. And there's so, I get excited every time I read about people who aren't as far in the game as I am because yeah. I'm like, Oh my God, there's so much good stuff. So, also stick with it when you hit 50 and then there's kind of a slog just 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 press on through those 50s 60s and 70s <laughs> that's where you you want to hit those big milestones because it's they're all game changers <laughs> all right then i guess it's closing time you don't have to go home but you can't stay here you can find links to all of our episodes and blog posts on our website www.gtffxiv.com while there please leave us a comment and if you'd like to you can support us by clicking the donation button you can find us on Twitter at GTFFXAV. Email us at GTFFXAV at gmail.com. Please rate us. Uh, personal plugs, Ruby. Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Rubicon Vale. R-U-B-I-C-O-N-V-A-L-E. And you can find me on Twitter also at Yelta Sumasu, Y-E-L-T-A-S-U-M-A-S-U. As always, thanks for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you.